0: Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking
1: all your garbage. It's super can crusher listic as be alladocious, even though the sounds of us isn't quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll sound quite precocious. It's super can crusher listic be allados It's can crusher
2: day. What the hell was that? That's just a little something fun to get you up and running on the day, bud. That's got nothing to do with, with wrestling.
1: Neither just drinking beer. Oh, neither yes, does it being, does. Neither just being two everyday average
2: garbage men, but here we, we are. We are not average. Here we are, We bud. are not average. Don't <laughs> even say that. The beers are popped, All Yes. Right? It's Miller Lite again. It's
1: hot out, and we have just been... I have two... Sweet beers for us to try at my house that I forgot this morning. Me moving to Kersey has put a hindrance on us. I'm sorry. Blame Teresa.
2: All right. It's Teresa's fault. Teresa's Teresa's fault for that. Teresa's fault. uh... What do you got for us, Mark? We got some. OVW? I, OVW is after the Crockett Cup. I already recorded the oh, whole Oh, you got some Crockett Cup stuff.
1: Yeah, because you went on a big trip this weekend.
2: Yeah, it was amazing. It really was. Uh, I cover all that in, in the Crockett Cup thing. I figured you didn't want to hear me talk for 20 minutes about it. I, I figured we'd just touch on it briefly. That way you could tell people that you got to be a fan this weekend. Totally fanboying out. I did, but I also made some connections as well with. Uh, I'm not going to release it, but I have some phone numbers. Oh, it's digits. Uh, yeah. You remember your wife's listening? Well, she knows. She oh, knows she... it's not anything uh, that I'm going to be running away with Santana Garrett or anybody like that. Let's be honest, neither one of us are running anywhere. Running is not happening. Not today, it's too hot. Next person that says, hey, it's cold outside, I'm going to kick them in the junk. Uh, actually, it's cold in the mornings. It's that, it is. that. It's It's that precious season
1: in Pennsylvania where you start off the day with the 75 oh. heater blowing full blower, and then by the time you get home... You got air conditioner cranked.
2: Yeah, I couldn't wait to run into the house and put shorts on. Because I played it that it was going to rain today. So I wore my flannels. It wasn't cold, but the flannels kind of, you know, protect against the rain a little bit. Oh, stupid. Tomorrow, I plan on
1: being miserable in the morning because I'm rocking shorts tomorrow. Are you really? I'm rocking them. It's time.
2: Because it's so hot at the end of the day. It is, but it's going to be super moist tomorrow. Eh, whatever. Moist. Moist. Who likes the word moist? Oh,
1: everybody does.
2: So let's go with the legit badass tournament. Yeah, J-Custer we still have, like, Colosseum. It's in there. Four more days of round one. Uh, take a break until, like, next Thursday. Recap everything. But uh, today is Rocky Johnson against. I Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. There we go. Yeah. Right there it is. Um, Did you vote yet? I did vote.
1: I voted Dreamer. Did you really? I'm, I think I'm the only one because it was like
2: 25% and... It's, it's gone up. We, we have a lot more votes now. Well, um, we're awesome. Our awesome Can Crusher Nation is charging up, getting ready to go. I was legit on the fence about this one, but uh, Rocky Johnson's a beast. I mean... Maybe. maybe the only reason why Tommy Dreamer's in it is because he's got one nut.
1: Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> maybe
1: maybe that's it. Uh, we've gone over some of the winners already. I don't. I think you got one missing, didn't? Y- I probably didn't write yesterday's. That was Y2J and uh, Matsui, yeah. wasn't it? Who yeah. won? Y2J. There we go. Handling I am, too. I am
2: writing that down. Handily, I'll tell you who is not picking winners. The English professor is on the losing uh, shtick most of the time. Of uh, picking winners. Oh. So. Well. Yeah, it's the English professor. He's always right about everything else, so why can't he be wrong about this? Oh. Oh, he goes off this week, too. He goes off but more on, that in a more on that in two minutes more two minutes yeah we got a long time before that happens. actually we have a hell of a long time uh oh, a hell
1: of a long time even holy
2: moses yeah we're transitioning to crack a cup and then we'll go right into ovw you'll talk to paul in about a half an hour yeah see you guys and welcome back to can crushers mark martinez and i'd like to welcome alongside longtime friend of the show and even longer time friend of the family and everything Chad Parana.
3: Chad, how the hell are you doing? Doing great. Recovering from our trip this past weekend.
2: Yeah, and what a trip it was. Uh, you, you called me a couple of weeks ago, we, we got some stuff in order, and we headed to the Crockett Cup in Concord, North Carolina.
3: Wonderful. It, it was a trip. It was a heck of a trip. The adrenaline going down. Man, the, the anticipation of everything. Was absolutely awesome. Felt like a little kid again.
2: Yeah, and that anticipation led to us meeting some of our childhood favorites: Magnum T A, Nikita Koloff, The Rock and Roll Express, The Midnight Express. Uh, what are your? I kind of met some of them before, but you not meeting them, fat kid at a candy store.
3: Very much so. It the setup that they had made it uh, so pleasant too. It wasn't like you were rushed in they scribbled their names and you know you were hushed through the line you actually got to talk to them joke with them um met guys that i never thought i was ever gonna meet um billy corrigan the uh what were they called the panel discussions were absolutely awesome the q and a's absolutely awesome Mark got told to shut up by Jim Cornette. I did.
2: I did. That was awesome.
3: Uh, quick story there. The, they were asking
2: what kind of matches you'd like to see come back from NWA. And literally before they got it out of their mouth, I said scaffold matches. And Cornette shot me a glare and literally told me shut up. It wasn't, you know, kfab or or anything.
3: He literally said, shut up. So it, it was hilarious, and it was all in joke. It wasn't like he was being a, you know, a jerk about it or whatever. But he I played, was. <laughs> it, it it played. He played his role, and it was it was hilarious. the The whole setup that they had. You'd you'd be crazy not to do it if you ever go down to something like this. Um, we paid a hundred and fifty dollars for the meet and greet, which was three four hours before the show. Then, when you went to the show, they had most of the same people that were selling them, you know, 30 or $40 a piece. What we paid for 100, 150 for would have been, what did we figure, $370 at the show if we would have got it?
2: Yeah, and if you would have got more on, there was a couple other people there as well, but overall, uh, everything that we got for 150 bucks was about 550 Right. So, um, it's, it's ridiculous. If you don't do meet and greets for a one said price,
3: and you do a la carte, you're a la stupid. Very much so. It just, and you get to talk, you got to talk to them at the meet and greet, whereas the other one, there was, you know, everybody that was there. There was ridiculously long lines, but, well, that's how they make some of their money off of that.
2: Yeah, Marty's line is the one we're actually talking about as we we talked to him, but you know Marty had... Marty gave you literally two to three minutes a person, which was long there. Um,
3: Magnum and Nikita gave us 10. We, yeah, we were there 10, 15 minutes just talking to them and very personable. That's the whole thing. You just... It wasn't just, hey, what's your name sign? You know, glad to meet you. Glad you came. It wasn't like that. It was like you were just chilling out having a beer with them, which yeah. we weren't, but it was just like you're chilling out having a beer with them or something. Yeah.
2: So that that's the meet and greet. I uh, met, like Chad said, a lot of great people. Flip Gordon has become one of my favorites now. Just uh, Chad for another reason, but me for, he just, he's a podcast nerd. He We were talking about that. You know, we kind of clicked we're going to make things happen and. Uh, I I don't know. It's a long shot, but maybe in time we can work something out with Flip. <coughs> but I know uh, Flip also with
3: you because another reason, right? Yes. Uh, I was wearing a shirt that my um, better half got me at our uh, local function here. And it was a shirt for veterans shirt. Um, as I served 21 years in the Air Force and retired back, come back to home. But I wore this shirt down there and Flip noticed my shirt and he was like I like that shirt it's a really cool veteran shirt and I was like oh thank you and he's like are you a veteran and I was like yeah I served 21 years and he was like really and we just got to talking here he is a six-year veteran of the army and he just made he made it very personal very you know thanking me for my time in uh Bandito who was right next to the table overheard the conversation and he did the same thing and that's That's just something you don't get from a lot of this stuff is noticing something, a little logo on the corner of my shirt. And then it led into a whole discussion. Very, just very personable people. That led us to
2: the event then. The event started at uh, 7 o'clock. We got in early. Uh, You saw some of the pictures. And let's talk about the setup before we actually get into the matches and everything, which we're going to brief over because you guys know what happened and everything. When you walked in, did it instantly bring you back to 1987
3: or 1988, Chad? Absolutely. It was the old school feel of going to the wrestling from the, the canvas was the old NWA letters across the middle of it. Nothing real fancy, sparkly. It just had the old school feel, like when they used to come to the high schools, local high schools or something like that. It was the same type of setup. No glitz and
2: glamors on
3: the ring post. Uh, I kind
2: of skipped over that, but we were sitting in our seats and you're like, holy shit, look at the ring post. Because any more of the ring posts are wrapped in plastic with sparkles and LED boards that whatever, they just uh, they just stand out. I just looked over, it and it was just a pipe. Just yep. old-school pipe, like an old-school, you know? And I'm like, damn. And then uh, the turnbuckles all had NWA on the top and bottom uh, ropes and then ROH on the middle ones because they were sponsored together, guys. You, you had to give some stuff to ROH. But to me, it was a huge NWA card, and I loved it.
3: Yes, very, very much. It was just... It just made you feel like it did back then when what wrestling was appreciated more, believed in more, I guess, is a way and not all about the, the mighty dollar versus the entertainment factor for drawing you into the matches. There was nothing to really distract the jumbotrons, this or that. Even the, the stage setup, which was a little bit behind the ring, was basic. They had the Crockett Cup sitting there with the newly um, done-up NWA Tag Team titles there, which are shot back to the way the old ones were. Um, Just the whole setup, it just wasn't, wasn't overpowering. You were there for the wrestling, for the wrestlers, for the prestige of the Crockett Cup coming back, and that's what the focus was on. Yeah,
2: and good segue, as I was going to say, let's tell them that we actually, uh, we didn't ask this question, but one of our, count, you know, one of the people that we were in the Q&A with us said, hey, is this something that's going to happen every year? And Corrigan's like, yes. You then asked, is it going to travel?
3: And he's like, not at the time. He's, yeah, he was, he was kind of open for it to travel. He said he's not against it. But he wants to keep it where it was based before. He wants to be able to keep the remaining Crockett family um, involved in it. And if you if you travel it around and everything like that, you know, then there might be the issues with that. But he's he's keeping to tradition. That's where he wants to keep it. As bring everybody in to that area where everything was held before and just keep it like it was before.
2: Yeah. uh, One of my biggest beefs is that area's great, but me, the social media nerd, um, one, we had to either pay for uh, internet or there was no cellular service. Me, I fought it all weekend, saying that uh, they wanted to hashtag some stuff, and I'm like, damn it, we can't. Chad said maybe they did it on purpose to give us, again, the old school feel, and in case anything happened, surprises, or they wanted to be the first ones to release the Crockett Cup winners, where I would have been like, holy shit, we're here in North Carolina! You guys know how I am, so.
3: (laughs) But, uh, did that bother you? It didn't bother me, because I'm not a a social media, you know, quote-unquote darling, and that, and... I wanted to concentrate on the card itself and and pull in the whole experience without, hey, what's going... You know, somebody texts me, hey, what's going on in this match? What went on in this match? What's it? What's this? What's this? What's this? I just was there, and okay, social media is cut off. Great. My focus is what's going on in the ring.
2: Mickey has a new friend, guys. Uh, Chad's in the studio, and Mickey is just meeting him for the first time. So he's... Uh, you can hear him in the background, just excited. Um, so let's get to the matches, uh, we're not gonna break down each one, like I said, but, we sucked, outright, we
3: can start with that, we couldn't pick this tournament to save our life. No, not, not even close, I mean we had, I think deep down in our hearts we knew that the Rock and Roll Express weren't gonna, weren't gonna win as much as we hate it, but, yeah, we couldn't pick a thing. Um, Nothing. Uh, the only, I think, the only match we got right in, in the entire, uh, other than the very last match, was uh, Bandito and Flip Gordon against the uh, two Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, the the luchas.
2: Uh, otherwise. Um, they went against the grain. You said this from the get. They went against the grain the whole way with this tournament. But it kept you entertained. You were still invested in it.
3: And this was the first time Heels ever won the Crockett Cup. And then you, when you watch Ring of Honor and see uh, PCO and Brody King, they're not really Heels there, but they kind of act everywhere else right and where they got the heel heat or got that going into the final was the briscoes match where it was kind of you know the the bs dq decision and setting the you know setting the final up with the injured guys going into the final against the team that's come out of nowhere. Um, so it was just it was just an all around good setup, even though I was irritated the whole freaking time, Adam. I we felt like I was watching wrestling in '86 again, and the Four Horsemen were, you know, beating everybody and their mother again. And that's what they wanted you to do. That was the whole experience. They pulled
2: us right back in. Um, we rated matches and everything, and uh, the only reason why we have to say it is because there was no storyline. The women's match, not that it was bad. Uh just least favorite match of the night. Because there was really nothing coming out of it.
3: Yeah, there was just no there was no build up and you know, with uh Jazz having forfeited her title a, I think a little over a week, if even that, before the um event, it was okay, we gotta get somebody in here and both the females were, you know, great. They did a great job, but there just wasn't any Heath. There wasn't any kind of investment in the match whatsoever. It was, okay, either good guy or bad guy, but that that was about it with that match. Uh, we also said the
2: Battle Royal was a little... On the way down, we, we threw everything against the wall, thinking this is where they're going to bring in somebody. We were hoping it wasn't two people that we don't like mentioning on the show because they're bums. Um, but... We were hoping somebody was going to come in because this wild card is going to blow it up. Once we saw who was in the Battle Royal, we were like, "Oh,
3: the boys are going to win this." Yeah, that was that was the folks that was like, "Yeah, they're going to win this. They're going to they're going to put them in." No, nope. nope. That's where it started
2: to screw Can Crushers right then and there. They just knew we were against Cancrushers. Crushers. Chad's like, "Whoever you like, they're going to they hear you. They're going to do the other way." It's right. unbelievable. Um, all in all, you saw PCO and Brody King win the tournament. Uh, great matches. Colt Cabana, your new national champion, which that kind of caught us off
3: guard. Yeah, it was a it was a, uh, a hell of a match between them. A um, lot more than I expected to see, to be honest with you. Because no not... funny
2: business from Colt.
3: Yeah, no. I mean, a- absolutely nothing from him and uh just a a very uh stiff match. Um Willie Mack took a he got hit he got hit and went through the ropes to the floor, but he did not touch the ropes, touch the apron or anything and right on the back of his head and you know, upper back. And it looked bad. Um legitimately it looked like he probably had a concussion or something like that. Um,
2: yeah, as hard as he hit, uh, it, it was unbelievable. It was a thud. It wasn't a swack or, you know, something that sounded good.
3: It was a thud. You know, a big man yeah. just hitting concrete. If you if anybody remembers back to when uh, Jake Roberts DDT'd Ricky Steamboat on the concrete and the resulting of that, of Steamboat's head actually hitting the concrete full force... That's about what this thud uh, sounded like, and we were, you know, 30, 40 feet from the ring, and we could still clearly, clearly hear it when he hit. So, match was great. After the match, Cole
2: Cabana, like we said, wins, and then we have a surprise, and this was a big surprise with my quotes. Uh, James Storm comes out and challenges Cole Cabana, this is probably going to happen in September. Like, we're going to leak a little bit of that. Billy said he's
3: looking for something to come back around in September. So this would be the match in September. Yeah, it not, wouldn't give a lot. He just threw the September date out there with two or three questions that was asked about the next event and everything like that. So seems to be that they got something in the works. How far they have it, we don't really know. It's just he really mentioned that date a couple of times, so he's kind of seemed like he was pushing it a little bit. Yeah. uh, When
2: he at least least unleashed that, um, I think he knows he just keep back, keep back, oh, release a little bit, keep back, You release a little bit. So uh, they're doing it the right way that way. You know, old school meets new school, but old school wrestling, you know, marketing-wise. And then the match of the night, uh, by far... Nick Aldis against Marty Skrull, And we're five minutes into the match. And Aldis is bleeding like a stuffed pig. Just got poked. I I don't I still don't know. I didn't go watch him back and watch the recap yet. Um, I just don't know where he got it from.
3: Well, there was, uh, there was a clip that the NWA put on, I believe it was Twitter. And um, Nick was outside the ring. And all this came off of the apron. Simple boot to the face. So that was from the boot. And that's and that's the only. All this went down on the ground. Um, you know, Skrull kicked him a few times, stuff like that. All this gets up, and he's busted open uh, to the point of where he was already wiping it out of his eyes. Uh, both hands. It was. It looked like he got cut pretty deep.
2: Yeah, uh, on the way home we actually brought up the whole mass transit issue a little bit. Um, maybe Nick cut himself a little bit too much, or you know, because it was early, he didn't have a full sweat yet that makes that run and everything. I just think he maybe he nicked something.
3: Yeah, he had the he no definitely had the crimson crimson mass coming down. I mean, it was no, it wasn't a a little trickle or something like that. It was straight out from above his eye on on the brow just flowing. And it continued the whole match. And there was some spots that they, you know, kind of put in there the weakness from, you know, thinking the blood loss and everything like that. But it didn't slow him down. It did not slow the match down. Nothing. I mean, they went at it full tilt and... I would say honestly, probably the best match I've seen last ten years, from bell to bell.
2: I I said that whole card, Chad,
3: was the best thing I've
2: seen in a long time. I WWE. There's nothing to compete with that. Nothing, nothing. That card just throttled it. Um, I honestly would have to go to an indie card to say, hey, this, this, this. If I'm gonna Take apples, oranges, and everything, but I was intrigued the
3: whole way. Uh, was it Meltzer gave it a seven overall, right? Yeah, the entire card is seven overall, rating down the things that we've mentioned: the battle royal, uh, the women's match. But you know, he, he's rating it against these other companies and Super stuff, shows. and you can't really you can't really do that. You got to take it on its own merit. Um they're just starting back up. They're in my eyes kinda going with uh okay, we're gonna work with Ring of Honor, we're gonna work with CMLL, we're gonna work with these other ones, and they're kinda almost the old territory type attitude with the way they're approaching it and that. And that's what that's what the NWA was about. Um they weren't about just their guys, they went everywhere, they went to Florida. Um St. Louis, Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia. And yeah. that's kind of what they're doing now. If they get, you know, on board, attract a little bit of talent, hopefully work with maybe even AEW uh, more, they could, I'm never going to say they're going to give WWE a run for their money just because of the money situation, but for quality, this this guy is the sky is the limit for them when you have somebody that was taken from Tna as a bum and, as a joke and allowed to be what he is you if you didn't know who this guy was you'd be like why isn't he signed right. someplace bigger he's he's a complete big guy he is um he he has his power moves But at the same token, the technical aspect of it absolutely blew my mind. Because the last time I seen him wrestle was in TNA. And it was just a joke. Now they're allowed to be what they are. Skrull was absolutely entertaining, brutal. Did not appreciate his uh, low blow at the end of the match. But, you know, I did.
2: Uh, I was on edge. For this whole match, you know, at one point I wanted Nick. At one point I'm switching over to Skrull. I'm glad that Nick won because it keeps prestige with the NWA. Not that Nick, not that uh, Skrull wouldn't bring prestige, but you know, just the ten-year uh, title holds um, and everything. I don't know. It was great. I, I was a little kid, so I, I said like a overall eight and a half, nine. It was really one of the right. greatest things. Uh, I love the venue. The only thing I didn't like,
3: Chad, was the ride home. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't good. It's like our adrenaline's down. We're you know done with the events of the weekend, and then we got to come back to real life. So without a doubt,
2: we will be. My goal is to attend every Crockett Cup from here on out. It really is. Um, things that we'd love to see. Uh, for Miggy to leave the studio right now would be number one. Um, But we'd like to see this turned into a two-day event.
3: Yes. Uh,
2: Add add eight more teams, and then you could defend the tag title. Like you said, you said all this, and I'm just agreeing with you. Um, You could defend the tag titles and national championship on day one along with first round. And then day two, clean up the tournament, defend the women's title and the heavyweight title, and then you have two great nights of wrestling.
3: Yeah, it would be an awesome thing. I think they could really, um, if they split it up that way, it would be well worth it. Bring, Like you said, bring in eight more teams. Um, just make it, it's not going to be as huge as it was 30-some teams, maybe eventually. But you could make a two-day event, bring back a lot of the um, veterans for you know the meet and greets and stuff like that. It could be a huge, huge event if they just just play it right and just stick to tradition. Which, with Corgan's um, comments in the uh, Q and As, you know, asking us what other pay per view or what other matches, cards would you like to see come back? Um, he's a, a lover of wrestling. He talked about the stuff that he acquired. And his own personal um memorabilia and everything, and it seems like he's one that's really gonna keep it grounded, so to speak, entertaining and grounded, and get a good card good to great card for everybody every time
2: yeah um the eight the eight teams could the eight extra teams could happen next year I mean. If you know, hey, it's going to be April next year, 2020, in Concord, North Carolina again, you reach out. I mean, we said keep it with indie teams. I- I'm all right with that. You know, maybe throw, I don't want to say Rock and Roll Express in again, but get, get some older, well-established people in there, yes. But I could name eight teams right now that, granted, yeah, you're not going to call me to have them, but, like, the fraternity, you know, just keep going,
3: the main event. And those are just
2: two from Pittsburgh.
3: Yeah, and, you know, we were talking, oh, what what was going to be the surprise in the Battle Royal and some of the names we threw by? Look at the guys that you have in AEW that they could pull in. What about the Rhodes brothers? Right. Cody and Dustin. What about Kenny Omega and just about anybody? It's not that you have to bring these big guys in, promise them a one-off payday, which I think is what Corrigan will stay away from. Right. But he, bring them in to make the card. You know, just like he did uh, NWA 70th anniversary with uh, Cody and that. Just, he he has a really good plan. And whether you like the guy or not, he's got Jim Cornette in his ear. Yeah, he does. On this. And Cornette is, there's just nobody better in the business with the know-how, with what works, with how how to do it. And it's not that he's trapped back in the 80s and everything like that. But he knows what'll work and he knows what the fans want to see.
2: Yep that's perfect way to end that it it really is anything else you want to say because they're going to hear me for another hour so if you can say whatever else on the podcast
3: hey take a um take a check out of the nwa uh the videos um the 70th anniversary show they had a pop-up event which i bought um down there take a look at their videos um the stuff online you can find a lot of it it, it, it honestly really is well worth it. Um, I was more into watching the pop-up video of the event and everything, which was highlighted by Nick Aldis against James Storm for the title. Um, I was more interested in that than I really was interested in 90% of Raw last night. Um, just, a, just a good event. $15 for the video.
2: Yeah, it was nice. Now I'm going to borrow that from him here shortly to watch it. Uh, FYI, I gotta go watch Raw right now. Because I was tired last night. I was a little boy. Uh, we both said we should have taken Monday off because we were a train wreck
3: yesterday. But I'm a bum and retired, so my idea of taking Monday off was not moving very far from the couch all day, so. Man, I was a garbage man. Alright, Chad,
2: thanks for coming on the show. We will have you on more. We have a lot more, uh, planned with you in the future. We have, uh... More NWA when it comes back around. So, thanks for popping in. Thank you for having me. My uh, pleasure. Alright, time for my OVW report. Guys, there's no other way to start out. The OVW report is if you have not watched OVW and you want to taste, holy crap, OVW 1028 is insane. Returns, changes, oh my god! It has changed the whole landscape of OVW This show alone. Holy moly, make sure you watch it. Uh, So they recap right from the get what happened last week with Dimes winning the heavyweight championship against Tony Gunn. And then it's released that Tony Gunn's had to have surgery, so he's going to be out for months. Uh, Gilbert and Josh, welcome to the show. And then, boom, right off the bat, we're having the Anarchy title match right from the get. Guys, if you don't know what the Anarchy title match is... Uh, Hardcore, anything goes. And Tommy Dreamer is active anarchy heavyweight champion. None better. Well, he gets into the ring, and his opponent is going to be Shiloh Jones, who uh, we've had on the show, by the way. Uh, Check it out. Can't crush your spotlight. Uh, But Tommy Dreamer then announces his license are up in Kentucky. Uh, Folks, not really... uh, a side note or, uh, you know, anything. Legit, you have to have license in Kentucky. And this is possible that Tommy Dreamer has let his license lap. So you can pick anything you want. Anything goes in this. So he picks Big Zo to take on Shiloh Jones. This match is all over the place. The entire entourage is in there. And Zoe's fending himself off. If Zo wins, Tommy Dreamer keeps the title because he's handpicked. The, uh, his opponent, not his opponent, his replacement for the night. Uh, as you can tell, this show was amazing. I'm just so jonesed about it. It's so much freaking fun. It was so fun. Uh, but the entourage just ends up being too much for Zoe. And we have a new champion as Shiloh Jones ends up Getting a cheap victory, a roll-up with the feet on the ropes, but it's legal. It's legal anything goes with the anarchy title, so Shiloh's a new champion. Gilbert is back in the ring, and he's going to welcome Dimes, and Dimes is preparing to take on anybody. You know, he's now TV champion and heavyweight champion, and he won both of them last week. So, holy moly. Holy moly, whatever. I said, I'm just stoked about this show, whole show. Amon comes out and says, hey, you! I never lost this heavyweight title. You know, pretty much from months ago, he's never lost it. He just had it taken away from him. Smooth comes out as well, and behind him is the commish, Dean Hill. Well, Smooth is in Dean Hill's ear saying, tell him, tell him, tell him. Dean Hill has to announce that Dime's... Uh, via a loophole that the Trinidad Titan has found, has to relinquish one of the titles. So, you know, Dimes is smart. He relinquishes the TV title. And then a little bit of a scuffle back and forth. Not scuffle, banter. Banter is the word of the day. Ha, banter! Uh, Happens, and it ends up being a three-man triple threat match. Well, that's what triple threat means, Mark. Uh, for the heavyweight title. Dimes is going to defend later on in the main event against Smooth and Amon. Uh, This is going to be amazing. But this loophole business, I wish it would have went a little bit farther in to say what the loophole is. Nonetheless, Dimes give up the TV title. Next up, uh, Cashflow. Last week, he got beat in his tag team title match uh, with Espinoza, and uh, he said he wanted another match. Well, he brings out the Hood Ninja. The Hood Ninja returns as well. Isaiah. Oh my God. This is insane. I'm telling you, OBW 1028, make sure you catch it. It's on YouTube. I don't know how much longer it'll be on YouTube because you can get the OBW Network for $4.99 a month. OBW Wrestling Network, $4.99 a month. Make sure you sign up. It's only $4.99 a month and you get all their pay per views as well. So Cash Flow and the Hood Ninja take on King's Ransom, and this is a great match. It looks like Flow and the Ninja are going to win this, and then all of a sudden the janitor comes out. The janitor's cleaning up the wrong side, ringside, he's out there, and Flow kind of gets distracted looking at the janitor. He gets a super. He gets suplexed off the top rope, and he loses the match. Then we find out that the janitor is Sam Thompson. Guys, remember the whole storyline? Sam Thompson, the last Saturday Night Special, put his career on the line. Well, he's a janitor now, and now he's just cost cash flow the tag team titles. Uh, this match was all flow in hood ninja. Really, uh, Kings Ransom were taking a shellacking. Um, they should probably thank Sam Thompson for uh, picking up the wrappers that the fans were throwing all over in Davis Arena. The entourage is backstage. Uh, and DL3 is hitting on Thunder Kitty. She's 97 years old. Like, what, DL3, what the hell's going on? Uh, he's actually the one that's been sending her stuff, and he just pi- kind of wants to uh, go out on a date with her. Um, I, I really don't know where this is going, but uh, DL3 gets some. Get some. Uh, Thunder Kitty pretty much just says, get get away from me, dummy. Uh, we're the TV gauntlet. And again, like I said, Dimes had to give this up. So he's not in this. There is going to be a new TV champion. So it starts with Ashton Cove against Dustin Jackson. Talk about quick match. Uh, the one after this where Dustin Jackson w- wins. Dustin Jackson, nonetheless, defeats Ashton Cove and Nigel Winters in a matter of two minutes. Like, boom. Just... Boom. Two frog splashes out the door. See ya. Uh, Out comes his biggest rival, Colton Cage. Coach Colton Cage maces Dustin Jackson. uh, So he gets disqualified. He's gone. Jackson can't continue because he can't see. So he's gone. So we're down to the finals of the TV title gauntlet. And it's Adam Revolver with Shannon the Dude. And we get a returning Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Godders, makes his return to OVW. Holy moly, again, I said, the returns, the changes, we already know either Revolver or Mr. Pectacular are going to be the TV champ. And let me tell you, short work by Mr. Pectacular on Revolver. Hits him with a big power slam. And now we have a new, t- a new TV champion. We're right on to the heavyweight championship match. And Dimes doesn't wait for the bell. Uh, he's taking on Smooth and Amon. And Dimes just attacks Smooth before the bell. He rolls to the outside. Then he goes over to Amon and starts beating the snot out of him. He's got the heart of a champion. He could show why he is leading the way. For OVW, the stars of tomorrow. And he is just putting a beat down on both of these bigger men. Dimes is no bigger than my son. Look on, uh, look online. See how big he is. And then compare him to Ethan. It's unbelievable. Uh, nonetheless, it goes back and forth. Dimes hits a sweet double drop kick off the top rope. Uh, not Rock and Roll Express double drop kick. Because that takes two people. Dimes just drop kicks both Of the guys at the same time. They're more like single leg ones. But nonetheless I got the Rock and Roll Express thing in there. Uh, So Dimes still pushing. Still pushing. And then out of nowhere. uh, Smooth and Amon kind of get together. Beat Dimes down. Dimes does get the turnaround. And it looks like he's going to hit the change maker. Amon catches him. Spins it around in the straight to hell pedigree. Boom. He nails it. But he looks at the crowd for a minute. All of a sudden, Smooth comes in, gives him a little kick in the ass, tosses him to the outside, pins dimes, and now we have a snake in the grass, Justin Smooth, who has somehow manipulated all of OVW to get him a heavyweight title match, and he wins it. So many titles change hands. So many returns unbelievable guys make sure you're watching obw it, it i just it was a quick recap because i want you to actually watch the action this week if you haven't been watching the action what the hell is wrong with you all right we're gonna send it out collar and elbow uh again obw when you check out and you save 10 percent.
3: wrestling a love and a passion we all share is the drive I am Al Snow and this is Collar and Elbow the wrestling brand
2: so Alexa Bliss starts out raw and it's good seeing her it's back
1: is it the new one or the old one this is the old one I didn't get a chance to look for a new one I've been busy Football and wrestling, and the last thing I'm going to do is play on my phone because I got to play on my Xbox.
2: Oh, you're not allowed doing that at home, though, are you? I am allowed doing that at
1: home. Last night, I was watching SmackDown on my phone while I was playing Apex Legends on the Xbox. Teresa walks in and says,
2: "What the hell are you doing?" Obviously, I'm a 15 year old kid. Leave me that alone. Right. All I'm you was... need is all you need is a, a little. Vaseline in the corner, and you'd be good to go. Somehow you knew that one was coming real quick. (laughs) um, Guys, both shows were about setting up Money in the Bank matches. That's it. I mean, we'll touch on them, but, I mean, both shows were very much. Alexa comes out, and she says, Braun, last year's winner, Ricochet, Drew, and then Corbin, the 2017 winner, and it sets up a tag team match. Uh, writing was all over the wall. Drew left, and Ricochet gets a win. So there's already no teaming up between Drew and... Corbin. Corbin.
1: Which, whatever.
2: Well, I'm sure there
1: will be, but...
2: Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Monday Night Raw, Gallows and Anderson. As you get the snot kicked out of you by the Usos. Nothing. Nothing. No, I mean, I. the show is... I, to me, after what I saw and what I talked about in the can- in the Crockett Cup, it was shoddy. Shoddy. Like, everything... I'm NWA mode right now. That whole thing, and I will continue to beat a dead horse till you guys understand how amazing that show was this past weekend. Awesome. Uh, and what they're giving us is not even entertainment. Not anymore. It's... It's... They're,
1: like, I don't know. I'd rather see some... No names get beat up than watching some of your bigger stars get beat up. You know what I mean? Like Gallows and Anders are big. They're stars. on their way out. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't.
2: I don't even think I would have packed, unpacked my bag. Yeah, they they have to be. they they want out uh, as well as the revival. You know, they they just want out. It was just added today that Dash Wilder got six more months tacked onto his now too because, because he was all hurt. Injured. Yeah. Uh Vince is going to do anything to screw anybody over just to keep them there because you know, in the sense of thing, yeah, AEW has their May 25th show, but they're not going to roll out roll out until uh October, you know. When they get September. Team yeah. deal. So, if he can get not letting anybody get there until late October, Vince thinks he's winning. Well, these people are like six more months. I'll deal with this shit for six more months and then I'm out. Then I'm out. So, I would. You can throw whatever you want at me, and it's not going to help. The only one, um, I talked about it with a lot of people, is Sasha has years left. And she's just going to sit. You know, writing's on the wall as of right now. I think she's sitting, Paul. I really do. I think she's done. I think so, too. I think, yeah.
1: I think she is done. I don't think she's coming back. Because she's not happy. No. uh, As well, she shouldn't be. No. I'm not happy with the way that it's been going because you have... You have Rick Flair who's won fourteen world titles,
2: and that's collectively In thirty years. Bro. Collectively,
1: thirty years. But Charlotte Flair's has won eight and
2: five, five. right? And six. it's actually six. I think she came up uh, two thousand thirteen. But I mean, we yeah, were corrected last we, week on. We've this. been corrected a lot on this because the English professor is smarter than us. Um, the Ms. Bob segment set up just for shame. Yeah, and Bob is. Bob should be mad too. He didn't get his prom I mean promises, promises. He didn't get what he was in. He wanted to fight Lesnar when he was here. And
1: speaking of, breaking news. Lesnar has retired from the world of MMA. Bad news for wrestling fans everywhere.
2: Yeah, I uh I hope I saw something out there, um, not by a site that we use that he is also possibly thinking of retiring altogether. He's got the money. He could just lay down and be it, do some show, you know, do Comic-Cons or do something like that. Yeah, but, but uh, he'd have to be a people person, and he's not really one of those. No, he, he's not. Um, so when I find out more and dive more into that after everything, uh, I might post something, but yeah. The War Raiders are back as whatever the hell they're called this week. Are they the Viking Raiders? or the... Yeah, they're the yeah. Viking Raiders still. Uh, And they destroy Lucha. Lucha's the developmental. Great. Yep, Lucha, Lucha. Uh, Bliss comes back out and names the women. It's Natty. Okay, I'm alright with that one. It's Naomi. Alright, I'm alright with that one. Bliss names herself. I'm alright with that one. Why Dana Brooke? Why do
1: you not like Dana Brooke? Because she's got blonde hair and big boobs?
2: Yeah, well, no, oh, but
1: but 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 no, but 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 tootsie roll, let me see that tootsie roll. What that's I, what that's what it comes down to. And she's just like a fill in. If Sasha decides she's done being Sasha mad, she's gonna get a shot at the money
2: in the bank. I mean, we have three weeks. Yeah, I mean, is it is it a way to bring Sasha back? And yeah. is this a way to start the Sasha and Bailey rivalry? Yeah. That
1: everyone wants to see, even Sasha and Bailey. Again,
2: I'm telling you, one of the greatest matches is at uh, NXT TakeOver, where they went, a lot. you know, the whole uh, Broadway. So we have a match between Bliss and Naomi, and the whole shoelace thing is stupid. She's not
1: wearing the right shoes, Mark. But she tied her shoes. How do they keep coming untied? Because they're not the
2: right. They, they were borrowed shoes. They didn't fit her feet right. And then they just popped off. Yeah. And then she couldn't do anything. Then she got butted. But Yeah. The butt. Butt. The butt. Butt. And then the split moon salt for the win. But in between this, um, firefly funhouse again. Yes. Sociopath. Painting
1: the picture. The word of the day is sociopath. Did you see what picture he painted? A burning house. Who burned his house? Randy Orton. Yep. Yeah, is are that, we going
2: to see that again?
1: I don't know. I think you're going to see a lot. I'm happy that Bray is back.
2: I'm happy Bray is back. Even I don't know Bray, where they're Bray's going Clues. With... I don't even know Bray's Clues. Bray's, Bray's Clues. Bray's Clues. We got mail. <laughs> Here's the mail that never fails. It makes me
1: want to wag my tail. When I think about it, I want to wail. Mail! This is the most ridiculous show we've ever done. 33
2: years old, and you know that better than
1: I, um, children. Because when I was in high school, every morning in the, during the morning announcements, they would sing that song. What? Yep. Because we had mail. Like, there was, like, announcements was the, that's what they called it, the mail. So we, Morning mail. The morning mail. Did you ever do it? I did the announcements when I was a senior. Oh. Yeah. Like this? No, it wasn't this fun. It was fun, because I did, like, I was into that stuff. I did the journalism. I did journalism. I made a football video. Like, yeah, I was nerd, too, Mark. What I'm happened not- to it?
2: I don't know. What happened to it? Oh, Dave Bundy deleted the whole damn Stakes thing. Steaks and <laughs> weights! Steaks and weights, buddy! Steaks and weights! Uh, this show has no rhyme or reason, so we'll just continue. Ray and Dominic are in the back, and... Oh, Dom's he- back? Yep, he loves his dad. What mm-hmm. else is... He th- loves his dad... Are they setting up for Dom to be a wrestler or what? I think I'm telling you, I still think they scrapped the whole WrestleMania idea of because Ray was hurt. Yeah, and Dominic's going to turn on him, and they said he'll take on any big guys. So it's setting up him and Lars, him and you know somebody. He fought Joe again, and it was just uh, whatever. I someone, yo. Yeah. So Bex comes out, and she explains why she's defending both titles. She because she's a man. Yeah, she's not protecting. No explanation needed. She's, she's a man. fighting champion. But she's not duck, dodge, dive, duck, dodge, du- out of the five... Dip, deep- dodge, duck, dive, and dodge. Right. She's not doing any of that. She's fighting. She calls out Lacey. They get into a scuffle. The refs break it up. Um, so Lacey knew she was going to get in a scuffle. I'm always going to point out stupid things. She was there. She knew she was going to get in a scuffle because she had a ring attire on. Last week... She came in as a sometimes sophisticated may, lady. Sometimes she just likes to wear a ring attire, though. I'd like well, if I was me, I walk around in my ring attire all the time. So I got
1: a pair of Superman like s- sports undies. Yeah,
2: spandex. Yeah, I bet your T loves those. Loves them. I do have a pair too. I wear them around Christmas. They say blah blah blah. Wow, right? I'm sure that they love your holiday spirit in the Martinez household. They do. <laughs> Uh, your boys, Ryder and Hawkins, takes on the Revival, and the Revival, please let them go. Yeah. Please let them leave. Do they beat them? No. Yeah, Ryder and Hawkins won. Yeah, well, that's because they're woo-woo-woo, you know it. The Revival is so much better. No. Uh, Miz ends up challenges Shane for a cage match, and Shane accepts it via Twitter. And then your boy comes out. Sami Zayn. I have so many boys. You do have so Sammy many boys. Sami Zayn is your boy. I love Sami Zayn. I love this whole shtick and how he's going to treat people at WWE how they need to be treated. And like everybody assholes. can go to hell. Right? Uh, no vacations this week. And Sammy's taking the power back. Did he wrestle? He did not. He well, that's good because not. he still
1: needs some cardio.
2: He does. He looks like me. Um. Now I'm inserting drawings in my notes. Uh, the main event. Of the night was uh, AJ Styles and Seth signing their contract for Money in the Bank. Some cool comparisons, how, you know, AJ and Seth are kind of the same. You know, they do the same shtick, this, that, and the other. Seth's happy being Seth. AJ's happy being AJ. Uh, A lot of banter, a little bit of a scuffle, and it ends with AJ hitting a flying forearm, and Seth goes through the table. But AJ Ooh. got a little dinged. He hit the table as well, kind of. Thank you, I'm sweating. So, yeah. Uh, again, a lackluster week for Raw. All the shows. Yeah, all the shows.
1: All the shows.
2: Over to SmackDown. Kofi starts the show, and just talking about the whole recap. What he did, how he got there, and then K.O. comes out, and they banter. K.O., Is getting ready to take on Kofi. Here comes Woods. He turns around and gets a super kick. Woods is out. Woods is out. See you later. I'm surprised he wasn't in a back brace because you know
1: that he got powerbomb last week on the hardest part of the ring. Really? The hardest part of the
2: ring. Holy hell!
1: Yeah, he should be.
2: No, did you ever hear Patlano went to WrestleMania one? I did not hear that. Yep, he was. He was there. He sat right next to uh, Liberace. Liberace. Yep. Wow, that was... he must have been in the high class seats then, I guess. <laughs> he was. He was. And uh, he actually got pizza from his mom and dad's place for Wendy Richter. Oh! Yeah. You, you don't know. The Patlanos are, you know, Cheryl went to school with James Conner. Well, she also knows the Usos because yep. she works in the same penitentiary. Right. It, it's unbelievable. These guys, that, they should be on the show more. All of them. They oh, should be the hosts and we should just be the guests. Right. Unbelievable, Bailey versus Bex. Hey, did you know this was the first time ever for this match? No, I was hoping you'd insert, insert crickets, but sorry, getting new at this, s- getting good at this soundboard thing. I set them up and uh, nothing, and I knock them out. Uh, the story was just for Flair to come out and beat both their asses. Great. So is this is going to be a triple threat match
1: now. So Bex is going to have Lacey Evans one on one, and then a triple threat match. And keep both titles because she's a man. I don't know if you know this. Or
2: not. Right, and, ba- and Bailey takes the pin again.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, Alistair in the black, Alister in the back doing a dark promo. That's not even what I have written, but <laughs> <not> <laughs> <all I> have. <laughs> time to drink. Paul uh, can address the Hardys. Uh, yeah, no, Paul can't because Paul wasn't home yet. It's all right. The Hardy's uh, There you go, Mark. Had to give up their titles. Jeff can barely walk. He's got a crutch. He looks like Ethan did a couple weeks ago. Oh, limping around because a Lars Sullivan. And then who comes out? Lars Sullivan. And what's he do? Whoops their butts. So he doesn't really hit Jeff, but he takes out Matt and then our boy comes out. What's up? Oh, our truth. Yeah. And the truth shall set the Hardys free. Well, he gets destroyed, and that's that. Um, no anxiety? Nothing. I bet no. he's taking CBD oil. Well. Yeah? yeah? You're selling that. You want to do a little promo? No. Okay. But he he kind of did. Uh, so the Money in the Bank people were named for the SmackDown side. It's Randy, Ali, Almas, and Finn. So, at Money to Bank, we don't get an IC title match.
1: Are you sure about about that yet? I'm sure. Because what happens if Finn loses the IC title?
2: To who? Before. To who?
1: Who do we got on the shelf right now?
2: Right. Well, that's a good point. Right. Uh, Finn does need to be in that match. I mean, it's a... Finn needs... Finn should have a shot at the title. Right. I agree. Um, I do like that Almas and Ali are in it. Randy's just because he's a legend killer. He's going to, you know, he'll do a but nice But there's no spot. legends
1: in this match. He's a legend in the match. Right.
2: He'll do some nice spots, but I don't, I don't know. I really can't say as of right now, this is who's going to win the money in the bank. I'm not excited for it. I really am not. Uh, there's going to be some good, with Ricochet and Ali and
1: Finn, you're going to see some good spots. Well, yeah, you'll see some
2: good spots. All right, you know what? I I lied. I'm picking Drew to win this. Well, that's
1: probably your best bet, because Drew's the next in line.
2: Right. I I think Drew, I mean, we're ways off from, uh... By the way, you know Money in the Bank was our first pay-per-view that we've ever done? We're coming real freaking close to our year anniversary. Holy freaking three,
1: 365 days, brother. What are you going to do when the grand crushes run wild
2: on you, brother? Uh, so... Sainska, that we call them. Yeah. Kyrie Sane and Asuka wrestled some locals... Really didn't say a name or anything, but shout out My girl's in it. You saw Jay Lee from OVW. Oh see that and you're pumped. I was I you was messing about her that.
1: during the map like match like she would go on whip out her phone and be,
2: Oh thanks Mark. I did you're I am kinda I, busy right now though. I did. Uh during the match I'm like looking good on SmackDown. She's like, thanks. Weirdo Weirdo. <laughs> but you know it, I give props, you know She made it on TV, you know, she's been on uh, Raw before against Sasha and Bailey. now again against Sainska, uh so she's she's getting her dues. Uh, You see Golden Gloves in the back, if you don't know who the hell they are, it's Sonya and Mandy. Mm -hmm. Mandy. Okay. Uh, And they're deciding who gets the spot, and Mandy says, hey, you deserve it to Sonya, and Sonya's like, no, you were this close, and not that you can see how close my fingers are, but you were this close... ...to Getting it, so Sonya defers. We got three weeks left, Paul.
1: There's gonna be some banter. banta.
2: Banta. Banter's the word of the
1: day. It is. It's stuff like, not bad. Social. Not sociopath, sociopath.
2: Yeah, Right. Uh, Roman comes out and SmackDown's his yard. Yeah. But Shane okay. McMahon says, ha-ah! Ha-ah! ah This is my yard. Well, his fami- My daddy gave it to me. My family owns the whole land. It might be your yard, but we own the land. <laughs> Great. 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 And then uh, he's got to fight somebody. Yeah, he's got to fight the B-Team, B team, B-Team, go, go, go. B-Team, B-Team, go, go, go. With a special enforcer referee. Elias. Are we walking with him still? I'm always walking with Elias. Turn- going to get whooped on. It turns out to be three on one, and Roman squeaks away the victory with a win. Yeah, walks away a winner. I'm walking away a I'm winner. Walking on sunshine. I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Is that, is that a better one for you? Yeah. So now we're up to the Kevin Owens show. Not yet. We got almost there. We got Ollie and Finn against Orton and Almas. Oh. Finn and Ollie get the win, but Randy hits an RKO on, out of nowhere. Yep. On everybody. Uh, the final... Oh. <laughs> Migs doesn't like it either. He was in bad early. He didn't really watch SmackDown, so I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, dad. Uh, the final females are announced. Ember uh, Moon. I'm excited about that one. I'm pumped for Ember. Ember. I'm, I'm hoping she gets the win. It's the same. I really am. and And I Again, we and still Mello's love Mella. Yeah. But that's why, too. Well, because Bailey was announced oh, earlier.
1: And who was the fourth?
2: Because uh, it's eight on eight. Man.
1: Oh, yeah, Mandy. Why? I wasn't paying attention.
2: Now we're at the Kevin Owens Show, and special guest is supposed to be Xavier Woods. And he didn't come out. No. But his uh, action figure come out. His action figure came out, and then Kofi comes out. They got in a scuffle. A
1: little, bit of, a little bit of this and that. After some banter. Some bantering and some scuffling, and then thumbs to the eyes, and Kofi with his weird checks, chest, chest muscles. Chesticles? Chesticles. Was flexing
2: at KO. So are you excited for this? Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Do you see Kevin getting the title? Or do you think Kofi actually gets a title defense?
1: Um, Kofi gets a title defense, but pretty soon here they're going to take the belt off of Kofi and Kevin Owens is getting it.
2: So you think this is a two-pay-per-view show? Yeah. Show meaning storyline. Storyline, yes.
1: Because they're not going to let Roman Reigns take it from Kofi. That will kill Reigns.
2: That, Well,
1: maybe that's what's needed. That's going to kill... Complete
2: heel turn. Well, oh, that'd be nice, but he's he's loved too much. He is loved too much. And he's starting be to... be like do, a John Cena heel turn. And I'm saying, he's, he's starting to do the same things that Cena did. He's getting to make of the wishes. Make of the wishes? Make of the, make the wishes. wishes! He's getting to make of the wishes, and he's, he's doing all that, so... Uh, as much as I am anti-Roman, uh, the WWE. Ah, uh-uh. ah, <laughs> So that is Raw and SmackDown in a nutshell. Um, there is also a leak out there that um, I'm just going to say that NXT is supposed to get a Money in the Bank match as well. Nice. Possibly.
1: I'd like to see that.
2: I would like to see that with uh, other ones, but we'll see. Um, there, you know who I will hope's in it? Adam Cole, baby. Hey. Hey. Yes, I agree. So, alright, Paul's favorite section out, section, segment. Wait, can we talk about something real quick? Can. Never mind. Speaking... Paul's not getting it yet. Well, I know.
1: But did you see that Dean Ambrose died? What? <laughs> yeah. Dean Ambrose is dead. But Johnny Moxon... That's not it, Johnny Mayberry. That's not Johnny it, Johnny Monopoly.
2: Nope. Yeah. Does it start with an M? It does, Johnny. Nope. You guys will just have to look it up what it is because I am not going to tell Paul until next week when he comes back and says it correctly. Check it out. Check it out. Jo- Dean
1: Ambrose is Johnny somebody starts with an M, but he's. He's breaking out of a
2: wall. He's coming the out of The his... dice have a two and a five showing right towards you. There's a lot of different uh, double or nothing things involved into it. Yeah, but yeah, you were just horrible. Who With owns Jake. IWC? Who owns IWC? Justin Plummer. All right. Yeah, Jake is the quarterback. <laughs> hey, the English professor's up and he's pissed off.
0: Tully Blanchard and Arne Anderson approached Tony Schiavone at the podium in the TBS studio following their singles matches. Schiavone explained to the television audience that Blanchard had just won his match against The Menace by using the patented slingshot suplex, while prior, Anderson vanquished his opponent by administering his devastating gourd buster. This proved, as Schiavone concluded before welcoming his guests, that the four horsemen were still together. Blanchard rebutted Ricky Morton's interview from earlier in the show by saying that this was 1987, that he could wrestle Morton any time in any venue, but that the barbaric stipulation of strap-holding lumberjacks was out of the question. Cue Jim Crockett, who walked to the podium and was met by a Blanchard quip. What do you got, another check to cancel or something? Crockett told Blanchard he wasn't there to cancel a check but rather to inform him of the stipulation of his match with Rock and Roll Express member Ricky Morton. It would be exactly what Morton had requested, a lumberjack match in which the lumberjacks each held a strap that they could use during the match. Unlike other lumberjack matches in which the men around the ring are charged with the duty of returning to the ring either participant who leaves the match, whether on his own volition or by being forcibly propelled by his opponent, these lumberjacks would have leather straps which they would be encouraged to use against the match participants outside of the ring before throwing them back into the squared circle. There was a brief moment of stunned silence. The horseman turned to Shivani for an explanation, and he reiterated the stipulation along with the date and the location. October 18th at the Omni in Atlanta. Can you believe that? Blanchard asked his partner. It says wrestling on the marquee! Anderson protested. At least one cooler head prevailed. Regroup, Anderson encouraged Blanchard. It's okay, we're all right, Anderson continued with a hand on Blanchard's shoulder. But there was no calming Blanchard. Blanchard shouted and beat his hands on the podium as he accused Crockett once more of canceling checks, spoke of Dusty Rhodes' salary, claimed that Jim Crockett promotions had a conspiracy against the Four Horsemen, and dared Crockett to be at ringside with a strap. Promising him, he'd throw Morton right into his lap. Then he shifted his focus to his opponent on October 18th at the Omni in Atlanta, warning Morton of the impending whipping he'd received from Anderson and also guaranteeing that the tag team championship would soon be in the horseman camp. He stormed off the set as Anderson pointed to Shivani and concluded the interview with his customary, It's been your pleasure as usual. Shivani threw the commercial and we saw the map of the United States twirling top over bottom with the words Saturday edition on one side and an image of the upcoming match on the other side, while we listen to the unforgettable Jim Crockett Saturday edition theme. All of this information and excitement clocked in at a tight, concise two minutes and 22 seconds. In just two minutes and 22 seconds, the audience received all of the information about the wrestlers in the match, the stipulation, the location, the date, and the time, along with entertaining, believable performances by everyone involved. The last part is a key point. There were entertaining, believable performances by everyone involved. Everyone knew his role, and there was no posturing or upstaging. This was Tully Blanchard's promo. Arn Anderson was a background character, and he said his lines when it made sense for him to do so. Tony Schiavone, aside from holding the microphone, spoke to the fans only to give us the information we needed, and spoke to the wrestlers only when they addressed him. In hindsight, the best part of this promo, sadly is that Mr. Crockett entered at 43 seconds and was gone at one minute and two seconds. He was on screen for less than 20 seconds and still managed to tell us everything we needed to know from him. Unlike a 2019 Vince McMahon promo, Mr. Crockett didn't spend 10 minutes with muddled words dripping from his rubbery lips while sounding like he was having a bout of bronchitis. Unlike Stephanie McMahon, he didn't Overextend any of his words and make absurd gestures or faces. He simply spoke like a suit making an executive decision. And then he left. He left his employee, Tully Blanchard, to do his job. Last week, as Raw went on the air, the announce team informed us that there would be two triple threat matches that night with the winners of each match facing each other at the end of the show to determine the top contender to Seth Rollins' Universal Championship. Then Triple H came to the ring and told us the same thing. Fine, I get it. Every show starts with a promo in the ring. And Triple H's portion of the promo was tight, concise, and entertaining, at least by today's standards. It would have been fine had it ended there. But then every participant in the matches had to make their corporate fabricated entrances and say their written lines that they crammed into memory. And if we're going to talk about believability in wrestling performance, has Samoa Joe never watched an episode of Raw or SmackDown? Because if he had, he would know that promos are constantly interrupted by other promos. Yet every time another wrestler's music hit, Joe threw his arms in the air or stomped his foot in disgust at the interruption. This is wrestling's version of our modern-day complaint that everyone wins a trophy or that everyone should get playing time. Rather than worry about the betterment of the show or the entertainment of the fans, WWE had to give every superstar their ample time on the field. If Tully Blanchard and company were a Broadway premiere, last week's opening segment of Raw was the closing performance at a daycare where all of the children stand in a straight line and repeat all of the words they learned during the year. Before we get to today's English Tip of the Week, I want to mention that last week I mistakenly said it's I-T apostrophe S is a conjunction. I meant to say it's I-T apostrophe S is a contraction. Words cannot capture the depth of my shame or reach the basis of my sorrow for this mistake. Let's stick with contractions since we're on the subject. A contraction is a word creating by shortening and combining two or more words with one or more apostrophes. I used two contractions two sentences ago when I said, let's stick with contractions since we're on the subject. The contractions in that sentence are let's, L-E-T apostrophe S, and where, W-E apostrophe R-E. In let's, L-E-T apostrophe S, we have combined the words let and us, and in where, W-E apostrophe R-E, we have combined Bind the words we and are typically the first word is represented in its entirety and the following words are shortened the shortened words will, will require apostrophes in place of the omitted letters let's take a look at a few examples when rick flair tells us that we have no choice but to love him he uses two contractions whether you like it or you don't like it learn to love it because it's the best thing going today He uses the contraction don't, D-O-N apostrophe T. Don't is the contracted form of do not. We take do and not and combine them by writing them as one word, omitting the O in the second word, not, and replacing it with an apostrophe. The Nature Boy also uses the contraction it's, I-T apostrophe S. It's is the contracted version of it is. We bring the words together omit the I and is and replace it with an apostrophe. When that poor woman storms onto the set of Razor Ramon's vignette, demanding to know why he has not returned her phone calls, he callously dismisses her before casually telling us, I probably scar her heart for life. That's too bad, man. The bad guy used the contraction "that's." T-H-A-T apostrophe S that's combines that and is the i in is is omitted and replaced by an apostrophe and the two words become one i mentioned earlier a rare instance that a contraction can combine more than two words in this situation just like combining two words for a contraction you would take the words in question in this case three words and replace all omissions with apostrophes let's take a look at a confrontation between jim ross and taz Taz tells JR, I'd have loved to slap you right across the face, but it looks like God already beat me to it. In this vicious sentence, Taz is saying, I would have loved, but he's using the contraction, I'd have. We've omitted the first four letters of would, W-O-U-L-D, and replaced them with an apostrophe. And we've omitted the first two letters of have, H-A-V-E and replace them with an apostrophe. So we get I'd of, I apostrophe D, apostrophe V E. While this is not grammatically incorrect, you should try to avoid the types of contractions that combine more than two words, especially in writing. If you're going to use a contraction in this case, it's better to say I'd have, that is I apostrophe D, followed by the word have, H A V E, or I would've, I'd have i have followed by the word w-o-u-l-d apostrophe b-e then again taz is from brooklyn and not everyone from the county of kings can speak the english of the queen and with that class you're dismissed
1: garbage tip of the week coming right up mark let's run through our stick i have to enunciate because people think i say stick right and that would just be beating a dead horse
2: dead it's a stick dead horse Maybe Johnny Monopoly will help you out.
1: Pro Printing in Office, <laughs> 814-834-3006. Call Dave All for all your printing needs.
2: John Mayberry was a baseball player for the St. Louis Cardinals, so that clearly wasn't him either. I said Johnny Moxon, and that was the quarterback from Varsity Blues. Oh, uh, Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? James Van Breek. James Beek. Yeah, who, you can get that right. Well, but you can't figure out the because it's varsity blues. Uh, oh my God! Collar and elbow hats, hoodies, tees, sweats, jackets—all your wrestling needs as a fan. And when you check out, type in OBW, you get ten percent off.
1: Um, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, at CanCrusher69. Gmail, CanCrusher69 at gmail.com. Our website, HTTPS colon backsplash backsplash CanCrusher69.wixsite.com, backsplash us.
2: Check us out on the new app, it's called Russell Post. We are on there, one of the very first podcasts to be on there. Uh, they also show you and tell you, uh... Events in your area. You can actually click on Pennsylvania or New Mexico or North Dakota, wherever you're at. Oh, list- you
1: mean with um, Seth Rollins' family. Well, at least it's not Dean Ambrose. Dako- in North Dakota. Right. When right. he's uh, from
2: Iowa. Right. Uh, and they tell you when events are coming up. It's a really cool app. <laughs> Uh, Alexa Boxcast, Overcast, Bullhorn Stitcher, Google Podcast, Buzzsprout, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can hear us all there. And Thursday nights, we are on. Blog, talk, radio, and you can call us at... 563-999-3462. Nine, 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 Every Thursday. 563-999-3462. Nine, nine, nine,
1: From 7-8. 563-999-3462. Three, nine, nine, three, Paul
2: takes a break. 563-999-3462. Nine, 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 and I have the English professor with me. And usually Big Steve. Steve delicious. And Big Steve, by the way, if you're listening to this before we talk to you tomorrow... I got you that uh, little thing that you wanted. Thursday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. That's our our call-in show. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah! Uh, A couple events coming up from the ashes. Sean Phoenix, you heard uh, last week he was the spotlight wrestler on Can Crusher Spotlight. That was a sweet show. If you have not listened to it, Paul, I was going to call you John. Whatever. At least I didn't call you Ambrose. Um, I didn't say, I I got Ambrose right, I didn't get Moxicillin right. Make sure that you uh, go back and listen to that. We talk a lot about, it's from the ashes, Sean Phoenix Benefit in Lamont Furnace, Pennsylvania, May 10th, and and all proceeds are going to help Sean, and now it can be released, it's for his hearing aid. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, I'll give you a little spoiler, he's getting a microphone put in his left ear because it's completely gone okay so microphone goes in the left ear and the speaker kind of goes in his right so he's not deaf if you're talking to him on his left side he can hear it on the right and that procedure costs five thousand dollars so anything guys uh it's tagged on our website if you want to just donate you know just go to the pages through there anything helps out you know really if you can help out somebody that's Freaking put on amazing shows for you. Help out Sean Phoenix. Uh, it it's needed. Definitely needed. And definitely worth definitely worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, pay it forward, I guess this is the best way to do it. Next show is Imagine Pro Wrestling Volume Two in El Tuna, Pennsylvania, May 18th. And D'Lo Brown's gonna be there along with Manny Fernandez, and I just stepped on Paul, he's pissed. I'm not
1: mad, but I'm just disappointed. Like I I was mine. Why Why is that yours? Because you just did the Sean Phoenix one. That's how it goes. You go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go. Well, you said... Play the damn music. You said
2: pay it forward, so that was good enough. Garbage. 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 Garbage.
1: Garbage. 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 And the burp from Miggy. Garbage tip of the week. That might, whatever. Don't edit that
2: out. It was perfect. Uh, I, I won't. Miggy's sick of Miggy's your stuff, too. Done. Done. Guys, um, it has been the rainy season. Still is the rainy season. It's still going to be the rainy season for a while. April showers brings more May showers. And then June, you get flowers. <laughs> um, Cans. Don't put them underneath your spouts. Don't put them underneath your roofs. If you pull your can out and it's full of water, dump it out first. Use your lid, kind of uh, siphon it. Well, I'm going to say, actually, put little holes in the bottom of your can. Yeah. You know? Also a good idea. You know, just drill holes in. They don't need to be gaping holes. Just get a a quarter-inch drill. Five or six holes. I do it. It doesn't really ruin your can. It helps us. Right. Because guess what? If there's maybe a fourth I'll pick up, but if it's halfway full of water. It don't get picked up. It doesn't get picked up, and the bag is already saturated enough. As soon as we try to pull that up, it's going to rip. And it don't get picked up either. You get two things. You get to keep your water, and you get to keep your garbage. And you get to keep your garbage water. So three. That's a triple-decker. Triple threat. Triple threat match for not getting thrown in the garbage truck. Right. I don't know what the hell is going on. Actually, this weekend, I am uh, taking one day and stepping away from wrestling to go do something with my boy, Nick Gelbo. Oh, you're going to the baseball game Saturday. The Oakland Athletics are coming to Pennsylvania for the first time in probably Nick's lifetime. And probably the last time in Nick's lifetime. So I'm going to go uh, hang out with them. Uh, the Padlanos have also determined that that's going to be the Padlano family baseball game. game. So I don't know if I'm staying in Pittsburgh yet or not because we might partake. in P- some can-crusher uh, activities. <laughs> some can-crusher activity. But
1: uh, we'll see from there. So Saturday at 1 o'clock I'll be at Dubois City Park playing the Williamsport Wildcats.
2: Uh, chances uh chances of what winning
1: yeah eh, it all depends on what team we show up as the good team yeah if we show up as a good team we shouldn't lose if we show up as a team that we've been the past couple of weeks with our offense not being able to move the football then we're gonna be in trouble what about Aaron Nicholas Aaron Nicholas is a monster
2: no, he's a little monster. Yeah. A little, he's like a the, pocket like, monster. If you
1: remember the ah, real monster thing with the, yes, the little chubby guy that's kind of hairy, got two eyeballs in he his was, hands. He was blue with that's, orange hair. That's Aaron Nicholas right there. Yeah, yeah. all over it, all over it, <laughs> even with the handcuffs. No, Aaron's a monster. Every, I mean, we're just we're not clicking offensively, and that's that's on us. We got to fix it. Fix it. Yeah, fix a flat. Fix a flat. Our defense though is lights out. I mean, it made. It may not look it because the scores are like 42-12, to but they're scoring on either home run balls or very rarely do we have a team drive right down the field and score. It's it's bad field position given up by the offense or special teams, and they start with short down a distance, and you can't expect them to be great all the time. But they are great most of the time.
2: Right. Right. Do we have anything else? Anything else?
1: um yeah what the hell is dean ambrose's new name
2: all right uh remember paul just say
1: the new name mark just because i'm not saying it i'm gonna ruin the whole thing till you say it just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things mark it's called a garbage can not a garbage cannot are you sure i'm still not sure
2: you can't find it i cannot find it it's like
1: moxie is
2: it Moxie? Are you sure it's Moxie? No, I'm not either. That's why I actually didn't correct
1: it. Oh, see that? Wait, I found it. Former W... Big teaser. Um, it's on our page. It's, I know. That's what I'm looking this at. This is the worst ending we've had. No, this isn't... I mean, Moxley. Uh, M-O-X-L-E-Y. So I was close with
2: the Moxins
1: and... Not Amoxicillin. Well, Amoxicillin. Or Monopoly. Are- he also changed
2: his Twitter name to Johnny Moxley. Yeah, and he hasn't used Twitter in forever. I know. All right, guys, this is a long. Bye. Have a good weekend. Peace out, Cubs, guys. <laughs>